If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Episode 20 of Viking 360 could very well be called The Incredibles. We have interviews with a member of the Viking archery team, which just won its incredible 13th state championship. A former Viking track star who incredibly still holds multiple school records. A college softball player who continues an incredible family legacy. And a Viking baseball Hall of Famer who played in the football playoffs, a basketball state tournament, and won a baseball state championship. Truly incredible. Ripley graduate Remy Boyce is playing college baseball with Salem University's Tigers. Younger brother Brody Boyce has also set his sights on playing at the next level. Although he's only a junior, the Viking shortstop has already caught the eye of some college coaches. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by Viking shortstop, Brody Boyce. Brody, thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me. Brody, uh, baseball, uh, a sport that, uh, you know, you guys play almost every night, especially when you get into into uh, this part of the season. You guys got off to a fairly quick start, uh, slowed down just a little bit, but uh, this team shows a lot of promise uh, as a team that can make some noise when it comes to state tournament time. Yeah, we have been playing a lot, but recently we started playing bad, but I think we'll bounce back and be better than we were the games we were winning. Talk about uh, this team offensively. I think the the top of the order with uh, Tyler and you and Dane, uh, top three slots in that order, uh, are three difficult outs. And then you've got some guys behind them, Songer, Patterson, Haynes, um, guys that can knock runs in uh this is a team that uh, once you guys find your rhythm a little bit offensively uh, you should be a really tough team to slow down yeah our top definitely has some more experience than the rest of our lineup but like you said once we get through the lineup we'll be fine and we'll start hitting the ball more but right now we just need to find out what's wrong we need to fix it how much do you uh I know you're a big soccer player, a pretty accomplished soccer player as well. Which sport's your favorite? Which one do you like uh, to work the most on? Uh, baseball I work mostly on just because one day you can be doing great and then next day you do bad, and you just got to keep working to get better than you are. Team sports, uh, too. What have team sports taught you? I know you've got a couple of brothers, so uh, you know, you're part of a team with your, your brothers and your mom and dad, obviously. Uh, but a team sport with guys and gals that are all coming together trying to accomplish one goal. What have you learned from those situations? That you have to do everything you can do to be the best player that you can be just to help the team all around. Like if you're doing bad, you got to try to bounce back yourself to push yourself to be harder and better so that you can help the team out and just help all around. How exciting uh, is baseball season for you? I know, uh, you know, 
just like soccer, you, you could go winless literally in the regular season as long as you win your section. I know that's not the goal, uh, but everything building up into the postseason is, is really uh, inconsequential as far as uh, where, you know, seedings and all that good stuff. You just have to get hot at the right time. Yeah. Uh, leading up to the season's a grind, just trying to get good enough to where you can per- compete in games, but the games is where it's fun. Practice is just like you got to get better, but the games is where it's at because you show what you've been working on in practices in the games. So you play shortstop, you pitch, um, obviously bat second in the batting order. Uh, if you had to choose between pitching and, and playing shortstop, what's your favorite? Uh, I choose shortstop because I feel like that's the best place for me. I could help the team out better at short and – that's just the best spot that I'm most confident at. I was talking uh, during the last broadcast with you guys about uh, the lineage of shortstops at Ripley High School. You go back to Chris, and, and your brother played some shortstop as well. And you, uh, I've seen some really good shortstop play out of you in your career here at Ripley already. You make it look really easy. If you had to guess, how many ground balls have you taken playing shortstop in your lifetime? Uh, several hundred, a thousand? I mean, because you make it look really easy. Yeah, I've taken a lot, and I've practiced a lot on it just so I make it look easy in games. But it's the work that you put in, like, off-season, during-season, the off days you have, you just got to take extra so you can be better. You cranked uh, one out of the park the other day against Ravenswood. How good did that feel? Felt great. <laughs> How many home runs is that for you in your career? Is that your first one, or have you had a couple in the past? I've hit one in Little League, but that was my first one since then. Is it one of those deals when you're at the plate and you just everything looks like it's in slow motion? The pitch, you you know what's coming. You see the seams coming at you, and you just time it up perfectly. Yeah, on that pitch, I just loaded early and it just happened to be right there so I just cranked on it when you project this team uh through the rest of the season uh, and you see the potential uh, with Dane on the mound and Dane uh, playing all over the place you on the mound and you also playing mostly shortstop but you can play about anywhere you got in, in my estimation one of the best catchers in the state behind the plate uh you guys defensively should be a very solid baseball team yeah, defensively we were fine. We just need to work more on defensively defensive stuff. But once we come around, we'll be a pretty good team. When baseball starts uh, winding down and you start getting close to uh, playoff time, does it get more exciting for you at that point? Because I know uh, you guys are trying to build for a state championship. Yeah, it gets m- – more fun towards the end of the season but it also gets like we have to play harder practice harder just everything as hard as possible so we can possibly get that championship how much has Remy helped you I know he's playing college baseball now at Salem um and I'm sure you pick his brain a little bit from here and there uh how much has he uh helped you as far as getting better as a player he was always there to push me, and I always try to be better than he is at everything just because he's my brother and I want to be better than him. But, yeah, he always pushed me to be the best I can be and just be the best all-around player. 
in both sports I play. Uh, I went to high school with your mom and dad, and I know how much they uh, love you guys and how much they uh, love supporting what you all do. Talk about them and what they've meant to you in, in this process. My mom and dad have both pushed me to be better than I think I can be and better than everyone else thinks I can be just because they want me to be happy and want me to be the best player I can be in anything. And they're always there for support and, like, try to cheer me up if I had a bad game or something. And they're always there to push me harder and just to be the best. Before I let you go, one last question. Brady Boyce isn't in school, studying, playing baseball, playing soccer. Do you have any free time? And if you do, what do you like to do? On that free time I have, I usually just hang out, watch TV, or I'm in the weight room constantly. We're just hanging out with my friends. Brody, thanks for the time, and best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for Logan McCoy played his high school baseball at Ripley and also pitched on the collegiate level at West Virginia Wesleyan. Career-wise, he's on his way to becoming a mortician. But as we hear in this interview with Brian Johnson, Logan still finds time to assist with the current Viking baseball team. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by former Viking, now assistant baseball coach, Logan McCoy. Logan, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me, Brian. Logan, when you think back of your playing time here at Ripley High School, it hasn't been that long ago, man, um, and now you're back involved helping coach a little bit. How much fun is it for you to, to be back here? Uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I graduated in 2016, um, had four good years here playing for Coach Casso, and now I'm getting the privilege to uh, work beside him and try and help these guys uh, achieve some of the same things that I did when I was in school. And then you went on to play in college as well and had a pretty good experience and uh, learned a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, I did. I uh, had the privilege to go up to uh, West Virginia Wesleyan and play for Coach Tenney and Coach Ripley up there. Um, great coaches. Uh, Coach Tenney's been doing it for a long time, and he really knows the game of baseball. Now you're also working in local business, Waybright Funeral Home, who also a baseball family. So you seem to keep this baseball thing in your blood. Yeah, uh, you know, I just like to hang out around baseball people. Um I started working for Ronnie Waybright at Waybright Funeral Home my senior year and uh, working under Casey, learning from him, and uh, been there ever since, you know, over summers and stuff like that when I was in from college and uh, looking to go to Mortuary School in August. How much did you enjoy playing baseball here, Logan? Uh, you guys always had really good teams, and uh, you were always in the thick of, a, of an opportunity to go to a state uh, tournament. And uh, I know, uh, I think if I'm correct, there's only been one player in Ripley High School history, about a thousand for their senior season. Is that true? I was actually my junior season. Your junior season. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do these interviews, you got to get them right. Um, yeah, I was one for one my junior year. So uh, Coach Casto, against his will, let me pinch hit down at, um, I believe it was Spring Valley, my junior year, and I came up with bases loaded and hit a double. And told him that the rest of the that was about midway through, and the rest of the year I told him I didn't want to hit that I was going to be the only guy to ever bat a thousand. <laughs> What did you take from from sports uh, that you use now in your adult life uh, to help you in a competitive situation or just uh, just the work ethic? Um, I think that the biggest thing that I learned in sports that can compare to life is just to always compete, you know. And if somebody's ever uh, beat me out in something, then you know I'm going to work my hardest to make sure that I come out on top in every situation. 
When you work with these kids now, uh, what are some of the things that you try to impart upon them? Because you were a part of, of building or helping keep the culture uh, what Coach Swisher built here back in the days and, and what Coach Casto is trying to continue here. How do you uh, talk to these guys? Because you're closer in age uh, than some of the other coaches are, so probably a decent chance they'll listen to you a little bit. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that you know I can connect with them a little bit better. And a lot of times, you know, Coach Casto and Coach Cummings and Coach Bernard are getting on them for stuff, and they're getting down in the dumps about it because you know the coaches are getting on them, which nobody likes. But you know, I'm kind of that guy that tells them, you know, hey, I went through this too. I've been there. Just listen to them because you know at the end of the day they know baseball and know what they're talking about and prepared me better than I think anybody else on my college team for college baseball. With baseball, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You look at football, you got 10 games, you got one every Friday. Basketball, you got a couple of games during the week normally. Baseball like certain weeks you guys could have 5 6 games depending on double headers. How difficult is it to keep a level head and not you get on a couple-game losing streak and not just absolutely uh, go crazy and, and think that the whole season's gone. Yeah, I mean, it's a grind uh, mentally and physically because, you know, you're playing a lot of times, you know, if you got a doubleheader on Saturday, then you're playing, you know, six games in five days. And, I mean, it's just one of those deals where, you know, you got to take care of your body and got to stay on top of the mental game too because it'll drain you just as quickly as your body will. Now, uh, Logan, as we were talking a moment ago, into the real world now, that's a – Always a, a, a interesting thing. Uh, now, as you said, working for for Coach or for Mr. Waybright, Ronnie Waybright, that is Casey as well. Um, talk about uh, that transition. You go from from college to uh, getting into the workforce, and also you know helping out with the baseball team. How has that um, been different for you? Uh, it's been different in a lot of ways, but it's also been good. Uh, Ronnie and Casey, I couldn't have had two better people to work for. I mean. You know, I was kind of worried whenever I made that transition that maybe I wouldn't, you know, I'm only 20 years old and maybe I wouldn't get to live the life of, that most 20-year-olds do. But, um, you know, Ronnie gives me a fair time of, you know, time off and stuff and really works with me as far as the schedule goes. And, you know, getting able to c- come back here and work with Coach Casso and Coach Cummings keeps me around the game of baseball, and, I mean, I love it. And you're going to go to mortuary school in the fall, is that correct? Yes. How long is that process? Uh, it is 18 months. The uh, associate's degree is 12 months, but I'm going to go ahead and do the bachelor's program, which is 18. Before I let you go, if, if you had to look back at a moment in time when you wore this uniform as a player, what would stand out to you as being the one moment that uh, probably you look most fondly upon? Um, Gosh, I'd say probably just going to the state tournament my senior year. I mean, I'd you know, I ended up breaking my ankle in a in a sectional game that year, so I didn't even get to play. But I'll never forget walking out on the field when my name was announced down at Power Park and turning around and seeing basically the entire town of Ripley. And I mean, just the support system in Ripley's great, and you know, everybody in this town just loves baseball. And that whole senior year was probably just one of the best memories of my life. Tell me about your mom and your dad and your sister. I know they're really uh, a big important part of your life. They are. Uh, my mom and my dad, my dad was lucky enough, he uh, owns his own business, and mom kind of helps him out with that. So I can't remember any time, whether it would have been a high school game, a basketball game when I played basketball, a travel ball tournament, anything. I mean, they never missed, and uh, I was pretty lucky to have that. And now, you know, that's kind of all just rolled over onto my sister playing volleyball and basketball and all that. So 
So Logan's not working at the funeral home. He's not helping coach baseball. What's Logan doing in his free time, if he has free time? Um, really, my only free time is early in the morning, so I like to get in the weight room before work. And, uh, you know, when I can, go to go to Morgantown or Buckhannon, hang out with some of my old baseball buddies, you know, just hang out with my friends. Logan, thanks for the time, and uh, best of luck this season. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Justin Southall had an outstanding track career at Ripley that continued on to the college level. Mike Rubin sat down with a three-sport standout for the Vikings. A Ripley High graduate with the class of 2000, he's one of the most versatile athletes to wear the Viking uniform. Our guest today on Viking 360 is none other than Justin Southall. Justin, thanks for talking with us. Thanks, Rick. It's a pleasure being on here. Let's talk a little bit about that high school career, and we'll start with the fall sports. Uh, you played running back on the Viking football program and uh, one of the leading rushers in the Mountain State Athletic Conference, uh, gaining 1,000 yards uh, during that season. Um, an outstanding basketball player as well. But most people may remember you uh, for your career in track. And... Uh, are you aware that um, your name is still on the record board there at Memorial Stadium as far as uh, the sprints go? I wasn't aware of that until just recently when someone sent me a message saying that, uh, hey, do you realize you still have the 100 and 200 meter dash record? I was like, no, I mean, that's 19 years ago. It's pretty crazy. It's exciting at the same time. And then you were um, became a pole vaulter as well. And it was sort of an interesting introduction to pole vaulting. Could you share that story with us? Absolutely. So I believe it was the summer of 98. I was with um, Coach Harmon and all those guys uh, at Virginia Military Institute basketball camp and uh, sprained my ankle pretty bad at the camp and ended up calling my parents. Now I just stuff it out until you get back home. So I got back home, we'll take you to Jenny Johnson, the athletic trainer. So I went to see Jenny, and she was at his brand-new chiropractic office, well-led chiropractic and sports medicine with Dr. Steve Pax. And I walk in, and the first thing he says is, you're a pole vaulter. I'm like, no, I'm a sprinter, I'm a high jumper. He's like, no, you're a pole vaulter. How fast are you? How much can you lift? Blah, blah, blah. And I answer all these questions. He gets on the phone and calls his ex coach, Nabilee. Texas and says, hey, I've got a pole baller for you. When's your next champ? And the coach was like, Don Hood, he said, it's in two weeks in Kent State, Ohio. And uh, he said, well, I'll have him there. I was like, wait, my ankle's bang. He's like, I'll fix it. So he ends up sending me to this pole ball camp at Kent State University. And uh, I get there, and I'm 20, 30 pounds bigger than every other pole baller there. And all the coaches are like, you're a decathlete. You're a multi-vendor. I'm like, no, this chiropractor told me I was a pole vaulter, so I'm here to learn. Ended up breaking the school record just at the pole vault camp, and then I remember coming back home and telling Coach Don Smith, saying, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to win state this year, and he said, I'll bet you a steak dinner. So two years in a row, he, uh, <laughs> he, he got me a steak dinner. <laughs> That's great. And 
your senior year, I believe it was, in the pole vault, it was extended out over several weeks, as I recall, due to some weather conditions at the state track meet. Do, uh, do you recall that story? I do. We, we stood out there in the pouring rain, and just all the pole vaulters were devastated. They said they canceled the event. We were like, can't we do it the next day? And it turned, it out, turned out they uh, rescheduled it three, to, three weeks later because I literally pole vaulted on a Saturday and checked in at the North-South game that afternoon after the state championship. And although you had uh, several highlights uh, in football and some football offers, uh, you ended up signing with the University of Akron. And how did that come about? Well, when I was at the uh, Kent State camp, um, the head coach for the University of Akron was there, as well as the head coach of Southwest Texas State, and they both kept in touch with me and watched how I did through my junior year winning the States, and then um, they recruited me. They even, um, the University of Akron said, guy came to watch me play a football game, uh, so it was pretty neat to see that. But we ended up um, narrowing it down, and was, it, whether I was going to play football at West Virginia, Duke, or Northwestern, or run track at Southwest Texas State or Akron, and it came down to a December break, and a meeting with the next football player that played the year before and at Ripley telling me to go run track. And so um, Akron was two and a half hours away. They had the program that I needed um, to further my education after college, and uh, I decided to go to Akron. And at Akron, uh, you were in the decathlon and also threw the javelin up there for the zips, as I recall. That's right. I was a three-year letter, um, placed in conference all three years. My freshman year, I had a medical red shirt for outdoor season. Um, I was still kind of battling an injury from north-south game, and then I ended up tearing my ACL completely my junior or my sophomore year and rehabbed that back so I could compete full go my junior and senior year. And equally impressive was the fact that you were um, – an academic All-American while you were at um, Akron at the same time doing all the sports activities and being able to uh, able to maintain such a good academic record. Yeah, that was pretty amazing to be able to do that. I graduated senior cum laude uh, in four years, so I was able to take care of all my education in those four years and then move on to chiropractic school. And tell us about your, your career today, um, Justin. Even though uh, you are working, now you are still very much involved with the sports world. Yeah. Um, after I had that ACL surgery, uh, I was initially going to be an orthopedic surgeon and went back and talked to Dr. Baxter and he said, Justin, why don't you thought about chiropractic? And I was like, well, because I think I want to cut. And he goes, you don't have to cut to help people. And look at you. You've been in my office since you were 16 years old. I've helped you get better. So um, we ended up making that decision uh, my junior year of college to go to chiropractic school, and I ended up going to Dallas, Texas, uh, Parker University, and that was three straight years of chiropractic school, and that's also where I met my wife, Toby. And uh, you also had some connections with baseball as a chiropractor. 
Yeah, um, I got introduced. I was one of ten chiropractors in the nation to be asked to learn this specialized fascial technique, and that's basically working with the connective tissue and the body and the muscles. And after learning that, I was asked to become an instructor. And in one of our in courses that we taught, we actually went to Scottsdale, Arizona and trained the Arizona Diamondbacks medical staff, all their athletic trainers, uh, their team chiropractors. And uh, at the same time, they offered me the position for the Mobile Bay Bears, and that's our local minor league baseball team here in Mobile, Alabama. And you were telling me about uh, your wife and your family, still very active in things. Tell us, tell us about the Southall family. Yeah, so I uh, met Toby in 2005. Uh, we got married in 2006. Uh, we had a honeymoon baby, and he was in Fisher, uh, my oldest. He's 11 now. He was born two days before I graduated. And then we packed up and moved to Baton Rouge for two years. I practiced there and then moved to Paris, Alabama, where we next had Killian, Southall. He's my eight-year-old now, and then we have a little girl named Sadie. She's six. So both my boys are active in competitive soccer. Um, both of them made me think of myself when I was playing soccer back in the day, and my 11-year-old is going to start football this, this fall. And what's pretty interesting to see is uh, coaches are like, where do these two boys get their speeds from? And I just laugh because it's always fun watching <laughs> these two boys play. And, and you were telling me, speaking of speed, you were telling me on a recent uh, return trip uh, to Ripley, you were running in the Firecracker Two Miler over the Fourth of July under some unusual circumstances. <laughs> yeah, so my little girl loves to be in the jogging stroller, and at the time when we were there, I think she was maybe two years old. And we ended up um, running around the uh, the race with her strapped in and my four or five year old at the time holding onto the front end, sitting on the little place that the the one riding in the stroller should have been uh, her feet. And he was holding on with the legs cocked out, and basically getting his ass worked out the whole time. <laughs> Justin, it's been great uh, speaking with you day, today, and thank you so much for for sharing your story with us. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, look forward to hopefully seeing you again next time we're in town, and uh, we miss Ripley. And every time I, I see high school football, I get cold chills. And and uh, Ripley was a great great high school, and had a great experience, and. Uh, and we always love coming back a couple times a year. Ripley's current track team is coming off of a meet in a hurricane and has a Saturday meet at Cabo Midland. Her grandfather coached Ripley to two state championships, and her uncle coached Ripley to yet another. Her father was a four-year starter in baseball and quarterback the Viking football team. You may know about Ray Swisher, Ken Swisher, and Nathan Swisher. Now, let's hear from Paige Swisher. 
The Swisher name is synonymous with baseball and softball in the Ripley community, and we have yet another Swisher standout uh, talking with us today. Welcome to Paige Swisher, who uh, formerly played for the Lady Vikings and is now playing softball for the West Virginia State Yellow Jackets. Paige, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So tell me, how are things going uh, with the team down at State? We're actually doing pretty well right now. We, in conference, I think we've only lost around two games. We're up at the top in our conference right now. That's great, and I see where you're you're actually seeing quite a bit of action as a freshman. Yeah, I've been starting at second base quite a few games, and I've been able to hit a lot this year. Is second base your your natural position, or is there someplace else that you will eventually move into during your collegiate career? I think second base is my natural position. I can also play shortstop, but I like second base a lot better. I feel like I know the position better than I do shortstop. Paige, what would you say is the biggest difference between being a high school athlete and the demands of playing on the college level? I know there's a, a lot of uh, travel, and, and it's very time-consuming. The practice is probably the biggest difference. It's a lot more work, and you have weights at 5.30 in the morning, and you still have practice at 5.30 in the evening, so it's very time-consuming. You don't get to see like your family and friends as much as you would in high school. What's the difference between uh, the, the coaching staff uh, at State and the coaching staff that, w that you're familiar with uh, having played at Ripley? Well, this is actually my first coach not being like a family member, so it's really different not having like my uncle or dad there for me. I'd say the biggest difference is I think she's a, like a lot, college coaches are a lot harder and they're, they push you better than a high school coach would. Paige, what are you majoring in at State? And tell us uh, about your your plans down the road. Right now, I'm a sports studies major. And after this, I hope to, you, I can go be like a physical therapist assistant or do something in a medical program is what I hope to be. Fantastic. And I know, it, as we mentioned, it's very time-consuming to play a collegiate sport, but are you still able to keep up with the current Lady Viking team, or is that tough to do? I try to keep up with them as much as I can. I try to go and support them whenever I'm off, which isn't very often, but I still try to go and see how they do. Excellent. Paige, thank you so much for joining us today, and good luck to you this season and with your career uh, down at State. Thank you. Lady Viking softball is having yet another solid season, having recently won seven consecutive games. There have been few teams that have had sports dynasties. UCLA won 11 NCAA basketball titles from 1964 to 1995. The New York Yankees have 27 World Series championships. Add to that the 13 state championships captured by Ripley High Archery. As you have probably heard by now, the Ripley High School Archery team has captured its 13th West Virginia state championship. And one of the individuals who helped make that happen 
was Tucker Williams. Tucker, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's no problem at all. Tell us a little bit about how things went down the, in Huntington on Saturday. Oh, well, we had shot there earlier this year, so we had some experience on the football field and stuff, which is different than usual. And uh, I just went down there and just, I was able to take my time and shoot pretty good. So. And you had one of your best performances uh, as an archer. Yes, it was my personal best ever. So. And you're a junior at Ripley High School? Yes. And you had a little interesting uh, circumstance involving your involvement in the state tournament. Tell us about that. Yeah, the band was in Disney the entire week before, so I missed that entire week of practice. And I bought a plane ticket and flew back that Friday so I could come to that practice and then shoot in the state tournament. What about the, the different venue this year for the state tournament? I understand this was much larger than where the states were conducted before. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it... It was much larger. There was like 50 targets, I think, and uh, 100 shooters at a time. But there wasn't really any seating or anything. And there, no one could see what was going on. But it was overall pretty good, yeah. All right. All right. Congratulations on another state championship. And uh, hope you'll come back next year and make it number 14. Thank you. Ripley won its latest title without several of their top shooters who had other commitments during spring break. The Vikings have a home tournament on Saturday, May 4th, before heading to the national championships in Louisville, Kentucky. Jimmy Knight was selected as a new inductee in the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame. A four-year starter in center field, he ranks among the winningest athletes to ever wear the blue and white. We are talking today with Jimmy Knight, who is one of the new inductees in the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame. It will be conducted... Uh, this week, and uh, he, he will be in the Hall of Fame along with uh, Matt Parsons and Dale Kessner. And Jimmy, thanks so much for joining us uh, today and, and talking about your career. Yeah, thank you. All right, we'll talk about that 97 baseball season. We won the state championship. What was that feeling? Tell me what went through your mind at the time when Joe Thacker scores from third base on that exciting play, and you saw it all unfold. Just describe it. Describe it for me. Right, and, and actually, how uh, it all went down. Uh, so Joe was on base, and I was actually I batted after Joe Thacker, and I had hit like a little grounder in the infield, and you know trying to run it out, and it was like a bang bang play at first base, and they called me out. So. Of course, I'm super mad walking back to the dugout. I just get into the dugout at the very end of it, and then that's when Kevin hit that chopper, bounces real high, and then here comes Joe flying in. And then it was just, I mean, it was just nuts after that. I remember everybody just tackling each other at home plate, hugging each other. and I mean, that's what we were trying to do in every sport we were playing. So yeah. I'm glad at least one time I went down. Pandemonium, you might say, uh, on that winning play. Right. In, in baseball, though, Jimmy, uh, you were a four-year starter uh, in in the outfield for the Vikings. Tell me what it was like to step into the lineup right off the bat as a freshman. Yeah, it, it, what's what's nice about yeah the, the Hall of Fame uh, inductee Matt Parsons was a senior when I was a freshman. So yeah, when I came in that freshman year, it just seemed. You know, everything was so fast and so much bigger, you know, from the, that's a big jump uh, going into high school baseball from, you know, senior league and little league. 
and Matt was actually on my major league team in Little League when I was uh, nine, and he was 12, and then he was the leader then, and then the leader when I stepped in as a freshman. So I looked up to him and Frankie Cummings, and you know, we had Will Hossifluke, and I just learned as much as I could off of those guys early, so then I could you know use it later in the next few years. Jimmy, baseball was incredible, but so was football. And you were part of that team as the uh, 16th uh, seed in the football playoffs, went to Morgantown High, and knocked off the mighty Mohegans on their home field. Uh, tell us about that, uh, that game and that incredible run that you had to clinch it for the blue and white. Yeah, that, that might have been one of my, one of my favorite top. Yeah, you know, highlights as a high school athlete. Um, and when we, we had ran, like this, I think to the left side with Adam King and over and over in that game. And then when Jamie Stover called that play, I looked over to the, I tried not to look over, but I looked over and nobody's over on the right side of the field. So right when Jamie Stover gives me the ball, it was just like, you know, the whole field, I could see, I think, what, was it, like 67 yards or somewhere in that area? That sounds I correct. Could see, I could see all the way to the end zone. No, nobody on that side of the field. And then I had to outrun Chris Ura at the very end. I think I think we might have met around the 10 to 15-yard line and then just ran it in from there. And that game was – our defense played absolutely amazing that game. They had some, like, you know, Chris Euro. I think he was a top football player that year. And our defense just played amazing. And I got to be part of that one highlight, but that's what most people think. It's like, you know, that was like a game-winning run, but I think that happened in the third quarter, I think. It definitely was a, a pivotal play, though. And yeah, it was. <laughs> Let's go from football now to basketball. And the Vikings had never qualified for a state tournament until that year. And we went down to the Charleston Civic Center and took on um, the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears in an incredible game. And I remember that the Vikings got behind early and then made a gallant comeback effort, but not quite enough to knock off uh, Fairmont Senior, who went on uh, to capture the state championship that year. Yeah. Uh, what are your memories of that basketball season? Yeah, so that, I mean, that team for uh, Fairmont Senior, they were extremely athletic and yeah, really good. They had that Rashad Kent. I think he he had a dunk in that game that it almost brought down the entire backboard during the, during that was actually during the comeback. But I think, yeah, we were so young that year. Yeah, when the game started, it felt, you know, we were trying to get there the whole entire time. So we, we actually got there, it just felt, you know, like I was saying earlier, like when you're going up, when you're young, everything seems real big and fast, and you're just trying to, you know, wait for everything to slow down so you can catch up. And it seems like that hit us in like the second half. And we had a, you know, the comeback and, I think we got within either one or two points, and the fourth quarter was just, I mean, a great game the rest of the time, and yeah, they ended up winning the, the state tournament. I can't remember who they played, but 
mean, that game was, it was a really exciting game. So, Jimmy, you had a state championship in baseball on a dramatic play. You had a great football run uh, up in Morgantown, and you made it to the state tournament in basketball uh, for the first time in school history. So I know that your young son, Evan, had to be very much impressed with your athletic career. <laughs> yeah, he is to a point, and he, he does, he loves to actually brag about me to you know, others, but when we're together, you know, he, I'll tell him a story that I don't think he's heard yet, and he'll say, yeah, Daddy, I've heard that, and then I'll say, no, you haven't, and then he'll repeat, you know, he'll repeat the whole story, you know, everything that happened in it, <laughs> so, yeah, I just, okay, I'm sorry, but yeah, he's, I mean, he is proud of me, and he's, he loves sports himself, and yeah, he's, He's like currently on a, a level one baseball all-star team. But, I mean, the talent, the, they're eight years old, and the talent is absolutely crazy. Um, and they just they seem to keep getting better each year. But yeah, he definitely loves my war stories. I won't quit telling them. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, uh, you are working in the uh, greater Cincinnati area, and just share with us what you do for a living. Yeah, so I live, uh, it's actually in uh, Lovell, Ohio. It's, uh, it's like five miles south, south of Kings Island, so it's right in one of the suburbs northeast of Cincinnati. I work at a uh, logistics company that's called Integrity Express Logistics. Uh, I've worked in logistics since I graduated at Marshall in uh, 2003. I just switched uh, companies. Um, so I've been doing that now for you know, 15, 15 to 16 years. That's uh, moving. You know, I, I'm my specialty is produce, so I call in the companies that ship or receive or sell any type of produce. Um, they'll tell me they have a load picking up in, in Salinas, California that goes to uh, somewhere in Ohio or somewhere in Florida. And I just, I bid on the load. I tell them how much I can do it for. And then we turn around and offer that load out to trucks and, and then try to broker it. We try to, you know, we definitely try to make, you know, more money on the load than we can, but or the most money we can on the load, but you know, we'll build a customer a higher number and uh, pay the truck a lower number, hopefully. Jimmy, you talked about graduating from, from Marshall, but I know you played uh, baseball briefly at Rio Grande and happened to yeah. win an award uh, when, you're, when yeah. you were there. Yeah, so I won the, um, the Coach Clark, Brett Clark was the coach that year. And his dad was uh, Mel Parks, and he did a little, uh, it was like an Offensive Player of the Year award, and he gave a bat out with his uh, signature on it, Mel Clark's, because I think he, he played for the Phillies organization, or I'm not quite sure how far he made it, but yeah, he signed it, and I won the Offensive Player of the Year. And then, let's see, you know, that's the... The one award I won there in one of the last games of the season, um, I pulled a muscle in my leg pretty bad. And that's kind of when I, I called it quits. Too many uh, pulled muscles in my legs over the, over the years. All right, we've been talking with Jimmy Knight, 
one of the outstanding outfielders in the history of Viking baseball, one of the career leaders in stolen bases uh, for Ripley Baseball. And Jimmy, congratulations on being uh, inducted, and we look forward to seeing you at the at the game this week. Yeah, thank you. Not only was Knight an All-Stater, that distinction also belongs to head coach Shane Casto, assistant coach Frankie Cummings, assistant coach Mike Lawrence, and assistant coach Gary Bernard, who played at Nitro High. Thanks for listening to this incredible episode of Viking 360. Remember, if you want more news on the blue, make sure you hit your subscribe button and turn on your notifications. Thanks for listening to Viking 60s. We'll see you around.